entertaining me and that i would find it very easy task to interest you in her favour my aunt answered that as you are a priest there was no fear of any harm and she told me to write to you with an invitation to call on her i refused the procurator rosa who is a great favourite of my aunt's was present he approved of my refusal saying that the letter ought to be written by her and not by me that it was for my aunt to beg the honour of your visit on business of real importance and that if there was any truth in the report of your love for me you would not fail to come my aunt by his advice has therefore written the letter which you will find at your house if you wish to meet angela postpone your visit to us until next sunday should you succeed in obtaining m de malipiero's good will in favour of my aunt you will become the pet of the household but you must forgive me if i appear to treat you with coolness for i have said that i do not like you i would advise you to make love to my aunt who is sixty years of age m rosa will not be jealous and you will become dear to every one for my part i will manage for you an opportunity for some private conversation with angela and i will do anything to convince you of my friendship adieu this plan appeared to me very well conceived and having the same evening received madame orio's letter i called upon her on the following day sunday i was welcomed in a very friendly manner and the lady entreating me to exert in her behalf my influence with m de malipiero entrusted me with all the papers which i might require to succeed i undertook to do my utmost and i took care to address only a few words to angela but i directed all my gallant attentions to nanette who treated me as coolly as could be finally i won the friendship of the old procurator rosa who in after years was of some service to me i had so much at stake in the success of madame orio's petition that i thought of nothing else and knowing all the power of the beautiful therese eimer over our amorous senator who would be but too happy to please her in anything i determined to call upon her the next day and i went straight to her room without being announced i found her alone with the physician doro who feigning to be on a professional visit wrote a prescription felt her purse and went off this doro was suspected of being in love with therese m de malipiero who was jealous had forbidden therese to receive his visits and she had promised to obey him she knew that i was acquainted with those circumstances and my presence was evidently unpleasant to her for she had certainly no wish that the old man should hear how she kept her promise i thought that no better opportunity could be found of obtaining from her everything i wished i told her in a few words the object of my visit and i took care to add that she could rely upon my discretion and that i would not for the world do her any injury 
Thérèse, grateful for this assurance, answered that she rejoiced at finding an occasion to oblige me, and asking me to give her the papers of my protégé, she shewed me the certificates and testimonials of another lady in favour of whom she had undertaken to speak, and whom she said she would sacrifice to the person in whose behalf I felt interested." she kept her word for the very next day she placed in my hands the brevet signed by his excellency as president of the confraternity for the present and with the expectation of further favours madame orio's name was put down to share the bounties which were distributed twice a year nanette and her sister martin were the orphan daughters of a sister of madame orio all the fortune of the good lady consisted in the house which was her dwelling the first floor being let and in a pension given to her by her brother member of the council of ten she lived alone with her two charming nieces the eldest sixteen and the youngest fifteen years of age she kept no servant and only employed an old woman who for one crown a month fetched water and did the rough work her only friend was the procurator rosa he had like her reached his sixtieth year and expected to marry her as soon as she should become a widower the two sisters slept together on the third floor in a large bed which was likewise shared by angela every sunday as soon as i found myself in possession of the deed for madame orio i hastened to pay a visit to the mistress of embroidery in order to find an opportunity of acquainting nanette with my success and in a short note which i prepared i informed her that in two days i would call to give the brevet to madame orio and i begged her earnestly not to forget her promise to contrive a private interview with my dear angela when i arrived on the appointed day at madame orio's house nanette who had watched for my coming dexterously conveyed to my hand a billet requesting me to find a moment to read it before leaving the house i found madame orio angela the old procurator and martin in the room longing to read the note i refused the seat offered to me and presenting to madame orio the deed she had so long desired i asked as my only reward the pleasure of kissing her hand giving her to understand that i wanted to leave the room immediately oh my dear abbe said the lady you shall have a kiss but not on my hand and no one can object to it as i am thirty years older than you she might have said forty-five without much astray i gave her two kisses which evidently satisfy her for she desired me to perform the same ceremony with her nieces but they both ran away and angela alone stood the brunt of my hardihood after this the widow asked me to sit down i cannot madame why i beg i have i understand nanette show the way dear aunt excuse me well then martin oh dear aunt why do you not insist upon my sister obeying your orders alas madame these young ladies are quite right allow me to retire no my dear abbe my nieces are very foolish 
and Rosa, I am sure, will kindly. The good procurator takes me affectionately by the hand, and leads me to the third story where he leaves me. The moment I am alone, I open my letter, and I read the following. My aunt will invite you to supper. Do not accept. Go away as soon as we sit down to the table, and Martin will escort you as far as the street door. But do not leave the house. When the street door is closed again, every one thinking you are gone, go upstairs in the dark as far as the third floor, where you must wait for us. We will come up the moment M. Rosa has left the house, and our aunt has gone to bed. Angela will be at liberty to grant you throughout the night a tete-a-tete, which I entrust will prove a happy one. Oh, what joy, what gratitude for the lucky chance which allowed me to read this letter on the very spot where I was to expect the dear object of my love! Certain of finding my way without the slightest difficulty, I returned to Madame Orio's sitting-room, overwhelmed with happiness. End of chapter 4b